Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Tennis Channel Inside In on the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. Mitch Michaels from the Santa Monica Studios. Delighted to bring you more tennis talk as Roland Garros is officially upon us. We are midway through the second round at the time of this episode and a lot to discuss on this week's show with former top 40 player, a member of the Florida Gators Hall of Fame, it's Jill Kravis. Jill's in the Santa Monica Studios calling matches for Tennis Channel and we've got a lot to unpack about the first couple of days of action in Paris. We discussed Daniil Medvedev's upset on the men's side, how that opens up the draw for Kasper Rudyonic Sinner and others, the early form of Carlos Alcaraz and Novak Djokovic, and Gail Monfils' tremendous win. One note, though, is that we did record this before Monfils unfortunately had to pull out. We wish him the best. Olga Runa moves on in a walkover, but unfortunately Monfils did pull out. Jill and I also discussed the women's side of the draw, some upsets, Garcia, Benchich, Ostapenko, Kvitova, all eliminated. Igas Biontek still the favorite. Here comes Sabalenka, here comes Rabakina, Sloane Stevens is emerging. We break down all the action on both sides of the draw. It's Jill Kravis now on Tennis Channel Inside In. Talking French Open, let's get it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Tennis Channel Inside In on the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. Mitch Michaels from the Santa Monica Studios. Roland Garros is back. We've got a couple rounds, uh, one round in the book, second round going. Join now, almost a year to the date from her first time on the show. Top 40 singles player, Florida Gators, Hall of Fame. Born on the 4th of July, Jill Kravis, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's so great to be back. I know. It's exactly like a year to where we were talking about before and uh, some similarities, some differences. Obviously, no Rafa, big sizable hole in the men's draw. The women's draw, and I guess we can kind of start there, Jill. We've actually got some tiers. We've got Iga, like we did last year, but some rising contenders and some players trying to get in her way and prevent her from winning that third Grand Slam at the French Open. What's been your thoughts of the start of the women's draw and some of the upsets that we've seen? Yeah, it's been interesting. I always think it's been many years now, probably four or five years that we've been talking about the depth of the women's game and how it's been pretty open for a lot of these players to make a stretch into the second week of the slam or maybe go for their first Grand Slam title. But you're right, there's so many contenders. I actually feel like that's becoming almost a similar situation on the men. I mean, I know there's Djokovic is still favored. Alcaraz is obviously Mm -hmm. one of the favorite. But as far as the women, yeah, I mean, Sviantek, I think, still is the overall favorite. But you got Rabakina. That's yeah. won a slam. Sabalenka won her first slam at the Australian Open this year and has backed up results extremely well. I think there's also a couple Americans that I think yeah. have been doing well. Pagula has been doing great. Sloane Stevens, one of the best That's, movers on the yeah. clay. You're covering a lot of so, ground. There's I know, a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. And there's we've only lot. had one full round. Like we just started the second, too. It's insane. <laughs> um, the, the numbers aren't as surprising because you can get into it like with Garcia out, Sakari, Kavitova. Benchich, Ostapenko, it goes on and on. Some of those weren't really what you'd call traditional upsets. Like Sakari, it's a name, it's a high number, but that match was a pick by the odds makers with Mukova because they know right. Mukova is a good player. But there is something to be said about opportunity, right? Pagula, and we can kind of 
start there. Has been playing well, looking for that big result. And you have the draw in front of you. Like, there's openings there. Like, yeah. she gets into the third round relatively easy. Georgie retired today. This could be a chance for her given the field. It could, yeah. And, you know, and, and she, her movement has gotten so much better on the clay. So she's starting to feel comfortable. I think it's helped that she's played a ton of doubles as well. She just mm. loves the competition. So, I mean, you definitely have to put her as one of the favorite. I think going into a Grand Slam changes a lot of things. You know, yeah. people, the players try and peak for moments mm. like this. So a lot of it depends on, you know, the luck of the draw. Obviously, Sakura mm. got a really tough first round match against Mukova, as you mentioned. And I it's think. it's a little tragic, too, because that is opening now like it's that it's section five I believe of the women's draw only seed left is Magoo Mukov is like the favorite now you've got wild cards lucky losers qualifiers it's funny that you mentioned that but Begu's tough she is Uh, tough I mean this is her best surface and she did well in Madrid Mm -hmm. um leading up to this event so that's what I mean there's so many good contenders and you make a great point that a lot of times you see the seeds fall but on paper you know, it's, and you never it's a looked ahead, match. did you? you? You were one of these players that I never did not looked like ahead. Yeah. ahead. Well, no. I've I've heard it, and it's weird to the non-tennis you know players like myself that you know we like draws, we like TV, we like brackets. I think Jan Michael Gamble told me once, like, okay, if you're Federer or Djokovic, maybe then you look ahead to see, like, if you're at that level. But the reason why you wouldn't do it is for this very reason. Like, it's an opening, okay, but you don't want that thought in your head, right? That, wow, no seeds in my way. This should be my time. And then you just stumble all over yourself. You know, I I don't know. I don't think everyone is like that. Mm -hmm. I do know there are numerous players that, you know, don't even want to look at the draw. Mm -hmm. They just wait for their coach to tell them who they're playing and they take match as it comes right but there are some players that you know that doesn't bother them so I think it's very individual Mm -hmm. um and for someone I mean I think Jen Mike makes a a great point you know some players do want to see the overall picture some players don't want that so it's just a preferable yeah what you prefer there's opportunities uh you know across the board if some of the Americans got to give a shout out to Peyton Stern she took out Ostapenko who's as dangerous as it comes I mean you never know we talked about it last week you just don't know what to expect with her good or bad but Stern staying in the fight and admitting that, you know, as a former college tennis player yourself, the adjustment was a pretty tough onboarding process. And it's happening quick for her. This hasn't been very long, and she's already in the third round of a major. Yeah, it's it's absolutely fantastic to see. And a lot of times it can take more time. And I just actually met her at Indian Wells okay. this year. And, you know, I just liked her spirit. You know, yeah. she's got a great attitude, really fiery personality. And I, I like seeing that. So you almost got the sense, like, having just met her, that I felt mm-hmm. like she was ready to take on that challenge. Well, Cincinnati's um, born and bred, went to Texas, won the national yeah. championship there. But how about last week? Loses a, a brutal loss to Sloan Stevens. Just turns it off. I mean, that's impressive to me because that's a tough loss for a young player. I know Sloan's been to the top of the mountaintop and loss might not affect her the same way at the lead up before the French Open, but you have a chance to beat a great player. You don't do it. But yet here she is, just turn the page to the new tournament. It's pretty impressive. Well, it's a good sign yeah. it, for me because if you're you're having a player that can look at those matches and mm. take away what you need to get better at and utilize that information right away, I mm. mean that's huge. If you can have that from a very young age or you're start you're starting on the tour, I think that's yeah. great. I feel like, and there's the you know the negative side of the upsets is you know players missing chances or or losing matches they feel like they should have won. There may be the pressure, and we're going to get to the men's side of how it could help you, but Caroline Garcia just never seemed to have had great success here. She had one run in, I think, 2017, but tough match for Splinkova. Fought admirably, nine match points. She saved eight of them, but 
you know, it's tough for her. And she's been open about how it's, you know, the pressure being on her isn't yeah. a comfortable situation. It was an opportunity. I thought she was right there, just couldn't get those final few points. I, I, it's always tough playing, playing at your home slam. I can, I mm -hmm. felt the same at the U.S. Open. I grew up not far from there. I'm from New England, so I had a lot mm -hmm. of friends and family come. So it's not easy to play in your home slam. She has had success in the doubles, winning Roland Garros um, with Mladenovic. Mm -hmm. And, but she does put that extra pressure on it because she wants it so badly. Mm -hmm. And to be able to try and manage that isn't the easiest thing to do when you're playing at home. I always thought it was interesting with her because she's had success clay. She's such an aggressive player when she's on, but maybe clay is not necessarily built for her. I know it's hard to say that, but you know, I feel like sometimes she takes chances and it helps, but there are times when she you know goes for a little too much. But that, that was a tough one to see for her, but Blinkova moves on and you, know, you start to look at the picture. Someone like Coco Goff, who's you know had an up and down year. This is the time of year where you can really start to kind of I don't want to say salvage your year, but we're already into May, so this will be the time to turn it on. And she's got an opportunity coming up to again defend a lot of points, but get back to a place where she's had a lot of success. Yeah, you're referring to having her get to the finals mm -hmm. last year. It was a great run for her last year. I think she's capable of doing it again. For her, it's about having those matches and stringing yeah. together that confidence because she, she can do it but yeah. that confidence is really has to be there I think I am very much looking forward to the potential third round match that it would be her and you know a new teen on the block in Mira Andreva not yes. to be confused with her sister Erica who unfortunately <laughs> lost in the first round but 16 years old born in 2007 just a scary thought for all of us this doesn't look fluky. Like that this looks like scary. Actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She said her favorite player growing up, her idol was Andy Murray. Like I watched him when I was a baby. It's like great, but no, she like this doesn't look fluky. This looks like someone that's going to be around for a while. How quickly it happens, and that's a lot of the pressure we put on collectively in the tennis community. Someone like Coco as well, but. And Drava looks like she's here to stay. And it could happen sooner rather than later. Yeah, and I think it's fantastic if she's able to manage all those nerves at su such a young age and all mm -hmm. the expectation on her shoulders as well. And a, a lot of that has has not only to do with her, but her support team mm -hmm. around her and how they can kind of keep her grounded and focused. I think that's going to be the key. Do you think in terms of looking at the favorites, you have Iga, who's you know clearly deserves to be, looked crisp early, just starting her title defense. She knows how to count to seven and get those wins. But there is added pressure, and, and we keep bringing this up. You know, she had a transcendent year last year, and now she's having to back that up, defend all those points with some new contenders that are coming at the throne. How do you think she's handled it, and what are you looking for as the matches get tougher? Well, the thing that has impressed me so much about Sviantec, especially last year, is after Barty retired, she was mm -hmm. kind of almost thrown into that number one position. Yeah. And you could easily be like, oh my gosh, you know, I haven't earned that position yet. You could easily, you wouldn't mm -hmm. doubt you know, her first feeling that or mm -hmm. thinking that. But she handled it exceptionally well and went on that massive winning streak that she mm -hmm. had. It was just insane. And I'm like, Okay, I mean, if anyone deserves to oh, be yeah. there, she does. And, and she and she kept it going, like, you know, losing in Wimbledon, you know, the Cornet match, and then to rebound, do well in the summer when yeah. the U.S. Open, that's almost equally as impressive to me. Yeah, it's just amazing yeah. what she's done. And I've talked to numerous coaches, and they said, you know, they're looking to her to be the one to beat mm -hmm. because she's got such a powerful game, one of the best movers on oh. the tour, <laughs> yeah. and just incredible defensive skills yeah. for when she's pushed out wide. So, I mean... One of the best movers for sure. That's why we're still putting her as the favorite mm -hmm. here for Roland Garros. But 
as you mentioned, I mean, Rabakina has had her number a couple That's, times. Yeah. yeah. So for no some, one else can say that. Yeah. That and they've Rabakina had her number. Figured something out and she's got the power. She's got the, one of the biggest serves on the women's tour. So, and can, also Sabalenka as well. Can you think of anyone else, your era or before, after that's reacted less to big moments than Rebecca? It feels yeah, like know, she's the, just, her demeanor. <laughs> she's just locked in. So calm. It helps. I mean, that we make jokes about it, obviously, yeah. but it helps her because she's, you know, the last match with Ega, I know she retired. She was down, like could have been a straight set match, yeah. broke back late and won. So there's something, something right there. And there's something with, you know, riding the wave of tennis, but yeah, I, I think Rabakina is lurking an all-service surface player. Yeah. The only reason she's not number three in the world is because of the Wimbledon point right. situation last year. This is a dangerous player who's, I would even say, improved her movement a little bit if we're, if we're breaking it down. Like, she's Absolutely. getting around the court very well. Yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of people, I heard some people talking about, you know, they didn't think necessarily Clay was her best surface, but that was the first time I ever saw her mm -hmm. was was here at Roland Garros a few years ago. Serena, right? When she, she beat Serena. It was at yeah, it, yeah, yes. Yeah. And... I was like, I I yeah. was impressed from the beginning. She I didn't thought. celebrate that match either. Yeah, she beat Serena in her last French <laughs> Open match ever, and it was just ho hum. And she just came out yeah. and vocalized the fact that like she thinks she belongs up there. She thinks she belongs to contend for Grand Slam titles continuously. So I mean, that just gives you an insight into her mindset and the confidence that she has right now. Yeah, it's it's exciting. I mean, she's got the one major. She made the final of Aussie. She's looking like a threat here. She's on the same side as Ego, which. You know, it's, it's unfortunate in one sense, but in another sense, it's like you're going to have to go through her to beat win this tournament right. most likely anyway. Sabalenka is the other one where she's trying to go two for two in majors in 2023, and the power is, like, otherworldly. There's no one on the women's tour that hits like her. You see her, and, and you've followed her career as well, but she starts to rein in her emotions, and you know it's like that tricky balance, right, because you don't want to give up what got you here. But having to harness it, and it seems like it's definitely a high wire act, but so far so good for Arena. Yeah, I th well, you nailed it on the head, the emotions that she's been able to sort of temper a little bit. And you could see past how much she wanted it. She mm -hmm. still wants it that badly. But in the past, it was almost like a couple mistakes here and there would get the better of her. Mm -hmm. Um, and now she's learned to let that go a lot quicker, which is huge for her. And we saw, I saw that in the very beginning stages yeah. of this year where she won a title and then won Australian Open after Pressure's that. off now. It might be like she had that, she had that knock of yeah. you're such a good player. You've never won a major now. Yeah. But to back yeah. it up as yeah. well yeah. and play well after that, because we've seen in the past, some players get their first slam and then all of a mm -hmm. sudden they feel that expectation and she's handled it really well. That's where I think having been around, been hardened by the yeah. tour and had success, she wasn't a new, like, new on the right. scene. But yeah. it's impressive stuff. Uh, before we do get to the men, just any other thoughts or players that have stood out? I mean, there's still a lot of names and there have been some great matches. Yeah. Who else? Um, I mean, I think, I so I just commented on Sloane Stevens' match mm. today <laughs> and she's been a former fi finalist at Roland Garros as well back in 2017, of, uh, 2018, excuse mm -hmm. me, of course, winning US mm -hmm. Open in 2017. Um, but I think she's one of the best movers on the clay and I've always loved her game, mm. but for her, it's about, you know, having that consistency because she's been yeah. up and down and, but she's starting to play better. I would keep an eye on her. Mm -hmm. She's in the bottom half. So, um, Sviantek obviously in the top half. I mean, other, 
I don't. You saw Andrescu beat Azarenka, back, which Jab- is great. Yeah. So Jabur's a good one because health-wise, it's been up and down. Correct, She's yeah. been open about it, but the section—I know she probably always look ahead, but there's opportunity there. There isn't the pitfalls that you think would get her early. Yeah. That could be someone who's admittedly loved the dirt. Sloan was a good call because that's one where playing a tough match early. Pliskova might have been the best thing right. for her. Yeah. She's locked in now. Like there's yeah. no easing into a major because that just seems to be. Follow that up with a straight sets win today as well. Yeah. There. I mean, I got to also shout out. I feel out. like we could name a lot of people. We could. Kazakina is great on clay. Kazakina is great. Pavlyuchenkova, beating, former finalist, yep. beating Samsonova is another one. Uh, and then, of course, you know, we've got to mention the favorite, too. And Spitalina, I want to give a shout out to her yeah. for the new mother back in action. I feel like we should give a shout round. out to everybody. We could. Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mauricio Cravis here on Tennis Channel Insight. And looking at the men's uh, side of things and Roland Garros through round one, we're going to start with Gail Monfils because I think he deserves it after <laughs> his moment that he had. That was... That was something special. That was one where the crowd really did help their local guy win. He was dancing his way literally, not figuratively, through a body cramp. And he beats Baez, a tough player, an excellent mover, in five sets. He was down four sets, so four games to love in the fifth set. That was unreal, unbelievable. And for a guy who's not going to have many of these moments left, it was just a remarkable thing to see. Well, I mean, he just fed off the crowd. And he loves those big, Mm -hmm. entertaining moments, Monfils. I mean, he just thrives in those moments and so yeah I mean it's tough he hasn't played a lot of matches obviously after him and Alina just having a baby so it's been great to see them both come back at the same time but especially in front of his home crowd I mean everybody loves Monfils just the entertainer that he is there's never been an athlete entertainer like him I remember uh, the first time I was familiar really came across him was 2006 Roland Garros as a teenager he beat James Blake in five sets pushed Djokovic the young Djokovic pretty hard and I was just like well, what is this basically this athleticism this flair this personality the fans took to him at a young age and you know in the blink of an eye almost he's already a wily vet and you know rounding third on his career but that spider camp shot of him crying on the ground that is the answer. That that's why these vets are still out here doing. I know it, it makes me want to cry right now. I just got the chills. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like it, it's so cool, and it shows you why. Like th- this is a first love in a lot of ways yeah. because he has the money, he has a family. Why are you still doing it? It's simple, but it's yeah. so deep. It's like because he loves it. Yeah, and I think yeah. you can you can always see the passion coming mm-hmm. from him, and I think it's so inspiring for his compatriots too, not mm-hmm. only his fellow players that are still playing, mm-hmm. but the youngsters coming up to be able mm-hmm. to see that. And to be able to watch how emotional it is mm-hmm. for someone that's been around the tour for so long. It's pretty it's pretty awesome. Also, I never, you know, they had a horn section in the, uh, a brass section in the stands. There was a trumpet and a trombone there. So I was like, 
I guess instruments are in play. Wow, now. I just did Luca Van Ash's <laughs> match, a 19 year old Frenchman. They had yeah. drums in the stands wow, too. So that, against that answers, <laughs> that answers a question. So I guess all instrument <laughs> families are welcome. That's nice go. to know. Get a nice little electric guitar solo. Oh, yeah. That's that's cool to see. Uh, Holger, a thought on him because, you know, with some upsets that we'll get to, Holger entered this tournament with a lot of buzz. A lot of talk of can he be that third guy, and then suddenly Djokovic and Alcaraz are on the same side. Tough match with Chris Eubanks, former you know current TC colleague. Runa gets through. He shows all the brilliant tools in his toolbox. My only concern, and it's not attitude, it's not flair, love his mindset, Jill, but it's the fact that in best of five, he doesn't have a lot of experience, and it's been a little up and down with his health at times. So yeah, I, um, I remember watching him some matches. It was Djokovic at the U.S. Open when he mm-hmm. had some chances, mm-hmm. and he started cramping mm-hmm. a little bit, and I think that's happened to him a couple times. I. From that moment, I feel like he's learned to manage it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I would agree with you. Maybe doesn't have the experience, but I do think he's a favorite here. And yeah. he was one of the names actually Djokovic mentioned oh, as far yeah. as favorites other than Djokovic. And he mentioned, of course, Alcaraz and Runa was the next one. And I would agree with him. I would put him up there as a, as a favorite. I think it's very fair to do that. And I think he's somebody that... Obviously won't back down. His game does suit Clay very well. And he believes he can he do it. He does, yes. Yeah. Nine and six now in five set matches. So we'll see as the as it progresses. Um, but the opening is because the Neil Medvedev went out to see Bush Wild. And that was a stunning result in a lot of ways. But when you watch that five set match, it wasn't Medvedev losing it. Yeah. That kid was just pummeling forehands. It was it was very, very go bigger, go home tennis, but he went and got that victory. Yeah. Look, I, I think whenever there's an upset like that, as many times we're like, okay, maybe, you know, the top seed didn't play great or yeah. whatever it is, but the opponent still has to get through that. Yeah. Mentally, it's not the easiest thing to do when you're about to have one of the biggest wins. When you're of serving your, out the match five, four, and the fifth. Yeah. 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 And it's just not easy. Your arm starts to shake. So you still have to convert. Yeah. <laughs> and, Huge credit for him to be able to do that. Well, Medvedev's love affair with Clay ends. Uh, it was a great nine-day run from Rome winning that to the first round. Uh, no, I mean, he, I don't, you know, you're going to lose matches. And we've all been spoiled by the big three, big four even, and Serena, that they just won every early round match. Like, this has been a part of tennis since its inception. Upsets and seats go out early. It's amazing. But uh, Medvedev will be fine. Summer hard courts. Wimbledon, we'll see. But, you know, he's... I don't think we need to yeah. worry about him. Yeah. No, <laughs> too not much. too much. No, he was pretty happy with his Rome title, yeah. and you know he came into Roland Garros, um, you know, obviously hoping he would do better. He thought the conditions were a little bit slower than Rome, mm-hmm. which I found interesting because Rome was it was raining a lot. It was heavy. Mm-hmm. Obviously thrived in that yeah. in that moment, um, you know. But it's tough. It's tough to keep backing up those those results. Opens up opportunities. We mentioned Holger. Yannick Sinner is at the top of the He's opportunity of list. Yeah. He was in that section. He's 0-6 against Medvedev. Big big opportunity for him and his new fan base of carrots, which is interesting. I don't know if you I saw know, that. Yeah, I did see that. That was amazing. It's just guy just has a brand now. <laughs> I thought it was great. Yeah. It was fun to see them in the in the stands dressed up as carrots made of felt or whatever it was. But yeah. I love Sinner. And you made me think of him when you we were talking about the demeanor of Urbakina on the women's. He's yeah. Pretty similar. He's starting to show a little bit more emotion and fire, but he's very calm and collected. And I just, you know, you just, I love watching him play because he's so fast. He's just always trying to figure things out. And, you know, you just want to see someone who works so hard just continue to do well. I would love to see him get a slam. 
We mentioned it before. He's made the quarterfinals of every major. He made all but the French quarterfinals last year. He's knocking on the door. He's working on parts of his games. He's trying to make those little subtle adjustments. We hope the health holds up because he's somebody that has the game to be yeah. pushing through. So, yeah, he's somebody to kind of monitor there. And the, the top side of the draw is going to be looked at through Al- Alcaraz and Djokovic's perspective. Carlos coming in as the favorite, a new role for him to just be this prohibitive favorite at a Grand Slam, but not one that's going to go away <laughs> for his career. He wins in four sets over Tara Daniel. I think it's it's good to see that he's just full steam ahead. There will be blips, like we know this. Federer, Djokovic, and all, they've all lost sets and rode the majors. So good for Alcaraz to not let the moment so far so good get to him. Yeah, I, I mean, and I, I almost feel like it might be good to have a slight challenge, you know, before. He might, though. Like, he, like getting the into next, the ne- making, you know, right. it's going to get tougher and yeah. tougher. Yeah, the next two matches, Shap, Shapovalov, who good to see him back in form, yeah. and then pr- could be Cam Nori. Or Musetti. Musetti's. Or Musetti. So it, it's I ramping mean, up for him. Know, that's what I'm talking yeah. about when you were saying, like, yeah. the depth or the, yeah. you know, the options for the women. I just, I almost feel like the same as the men. That section, too, is Sitsipas. I mean, Sitsipas is in Alcaraz's quarter. David Ovish Fokina played amazing. Last today. year, we talked about Sitsipas at maybe the height of his wave. Like he was looking really good. Went to the, you know, it kind of soured from that point on. And there was, you know, some blips in the radar. French didn't go the way he wanted to. Lost first round U.S. Open. Kind of found it at Aussie. Has been up and down at times. We know the the stuff with Philip Pus is not on the team anymore. He's still one of the best clay court players in the world. Yeah. The margins are a little thin with him, I think. He goes for a lot, and the backhand can kind of go away from him. But he's comfortable here, and yeah. he's very confident. That's one thing we know with Sitsipas is he's going to be confident. So I think you hit it on the head there. Sitsipas is someone to not forget about. No, not at all. Yeah. And I know it's easy for us to be like, okay, maybe their form's not great coming in. You know, Maybe they didn't yeah. have the results they expected themselves to have before a slam but I feel like you never know what can happen you never know when someone's going to rise to the occasion all of a sudden things connect you play a couple first round uh, you know first second round where you start to feel a little bit better and I just feel like you never know when those opportunities may arise well we always time stamp this just because you know it's going to go out Thursday morning and then we don't know what's going to happen beyond that but I would say Sitsipas is in a comfortable position favorable opportunities could make some stuff happen. In the in the Alcaraz quarter, Djokovic is in the section for the semi. He's playing right now as we record this. I think with Djokovic, it's one of those weird things where I just never want to fully count him out. I know there's excuses never. there with injuries oh and gosh, form. Never. And he kind of does well when he's not the main favorite, too, if you look historically. Like, he's kind of... I mean, I think he does well when he's not the main favorite and when he is the favorite. <laughs> when he's just playing tennis, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you just can never rule him out. Yeah. So do you think Djokovic is important to get reps in? Do you think it's get off the court as quickly as possible? Does Because the rest versus Russ is pretty big with him, given that he hasn't played a lot, but he was nursing some stuff injury-wise. Yeah, I mean, he, he also had, um, you know, a, a torn ab at the Australian Open when he won it. So I just, he's such a, a mentally tough player. I mean, you just, even when he has little things, you just cannot rule him out. And I mean... It's not the easiest part of the draw. This is all in the top half of the draw. You also have Hatchinoff there, who's playing amazing, yeah, and you yeah. have Rublev down at the bottom of the of the top half of the draw. And I mean, there's just so many quality players. It's just so difficult to to call. Yeah, Hatchinoff never gets proper respect. I don't know why we don't always talk about. I mean, 
Okay, he's, he's first not a semifinal of a slam in Australia this yeah, year. I mean, he's made playing. U.S. Open semifinals so, too, yeah, exactly. like back, back to back. back. It's yeah. you know, he's just a fighter, and I and I love that. You know, we can I should say th- second semifinal. Yeah. That's right. Thank we, you. We always talk about like ceilings and you know who has weapons and all this stuff. But there's something about just good old fashioned fighting. It's like the Andy Murray thing, you know, fighting the all heart, the way through, yeah. and and you know you're gonna be overmatched at times, yeah. but it's how you respond. I think Djokovic, Alcaraz, if that showdown does happen, obviously would be great, but. There are some some factors in there that we have to consider. Another thing I wanted to ask you, this has been great here with Jill Kravis before we wrap this up, is players trying to regain their form, like Alexander Zverev, who was a semifinalist. Right. Can he regain his form? Non, on the non-injury front, a guy like Taylor Fritz of the American, who's been the top American, well-deserved for a while, had some hiccups, but started on the ground running against Michael Moe. So which players from the outside can knock on the door and challenge? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, Fritz is a good call. Um, I think he's starting to move a lot better on the clay than he used to in the past. Tommy Paul is very good on the clay. Mm. He's a very good American that moves well on the clay. You mentioned center Casper Rude, who, you know, maybe hasn't had the results that he expects of himself this year, is starting to play better. This is his favorite surface. It's gotten to the finals here before. So he's one to watch. Um, yeah, I... Who else? No, I didn't want to interrupt you during Casper Rude because reports of his demise are greatly exaggerated. Everyone was like, what's wrong? What happened? He told you what happened. He should not have done what he did in the offseason. Those were his direct words. He mismanaged his offseason. He's looking better now. He's on he the just clay. Played too much, right? He I played mean, too much and he did a lot of exhibitions exact, and stuff and I didn't mean, get the proper it's training. It's such block. a long season, but he's back know, to normal. That's where you learn. Yeah. He loves it on clay. The way his, it's perfectly suited for Clay, mm-hmm. how he plays. And I know we're not looking ahead to draws, but stuff's starting to open up for him. So he's yeah. got a chance to make a deep run. Uh, Paul and, and Tiafo's another one. The two Americans after Fritz at the top of the game. They've looked well round one. They're going into round two as underdogs separately. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at Jari taking on Paul, a tricky match. You're also looking at Tiafo taking on a familiar face back again, Karatsev. Yeah, this was, one, exactly, <laughs> yeah. that's what I'm saying. You, all of a sudden you start to hear these names and you're just yeah. like, oh my God, yes, he's yeah. amazing too. And he could go far too. And you, Karatsev has proved himself in a slam and a semifinals Australian Open and I kinda, qualifying. I kind of think it's good to have these early tests. Or also proves that like, I don't know where you stand on the debate, but I really don't. I like 32 seeds. It's fine. Like I like it. It You know, players earn that right. right. And if the argument against it is not enough exciting for early round matchups, I'm going to be like, we here we them. go. Like, look We've at got some two. evidence. <laughs> yeah, there's been great ones. And also, shout out to Thanasi Kakanakis. Yeah. Beat Stan Wawrinka in four and a half hours, five sets. Only the second time he's ever made the third round of a slam. And it was RG 2015. It's been a long time coming for Thanasi. And he's so talented. I think we've all just been waiting for him to make that push. But he's he's been struggling with injuries, some yeah. health issues. So I think for him, just to see him healthy is exciting to be able to string together some of these matches and yeah. stay healthy. Oh, if we're talking about health shout outs and soft spots, Diego Schwartzman, love to uh, see him back in round three. There's and so Korda, many good love to see Korda. I know he lost, but love to see Sebi back. Yeah, as long as as long as the wrist feels good, I'm not too worried. Yeah. We saw what he can do in Australia. Um, he beat Medvedev the way you do down there. Yeah. That impresses me. Um, but yeah, he's another one for sure. Uh, there's opportunities here across the board, and Many. you know, we we didn't say all the names. We try to cover our bases. I do want to wrap this with who we're looking forward to in uh, some of the rounds coming up. Um, 
Tiafo Kratsev, as I mentioned, Holger and uh, Monfils. Round three, we are going to see Alcaraz and Shapovalov, and we're going to see uh, Sitsipas take on Schwartzman. It's oh another my one. goodness. And also shout out to Fabio Fognini, another dad doing well. Just, Don't make me choose. No. Don't make me choose anybody. <laughs> Women's matches, uh, Pagua Mertens test. That's a tough one. And I don't know what to expect with Sloan and Putin Seva. It could be a I lot of <laughs> Yeah, that, I mean, Putin Seva has the advantage in the head-to-head, 3-2. So that's going to be a tough, a lot of long points. Fighter. That's what Putin Seva is. Exactly. She's a scrapper out there, and yeah. if Sloan can dictate pace. Well, is there anything I forgot? Anything else you're looking forward God, to? You did a great job of c- covering. I tried to get as much as we could everyone. in. I know. You've, been, you've been working here nonstop early, so we tried to make it as painless great. as possible. <laughs> You're always great. Thank you, Mitch. Well, Jill Cravis, this was a blast. Thanks for coming on Tennis Channel Insight, and it's always a true pleasure. Anytime. Thank you. Huge thanks to Jill Cravis for taking time out of her broadcast schedule to appear on Insight in this week. She is a tremendous guest, calling matches all the way through Sunday, and it was a blast talking tennis with her. Hope to see you again. Hope to see Gail Monfils back on court. A thrilling scene at Philippe Chatrier Court and uh, hope to see Lamont back in action very soon. A reminder that Tennis Channel Inside In can be found on all your podcast platforms. Go to Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeart, and go to the Tennis.com website, Tennis.com slash podcast, the entire catalog of shows and episodes. We're back next week. More French Open, more Roland Garros to talk about. Who will be winning? Who will still be in the hunt? And ultimately, at the end of the fortnight, who will be hoisting the trophies as the year's second major champion? For Jill Krabus, my name is Mitch Michaels. This was Tennis Channel Inside In. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.